Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with the speed of light, a clot of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. With his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. I'll Silver. Jeff Rainey watched Curly mount the buckskin brunk. The man who had been holding the wild young animal stepped aside, and he leaped high in the air. Curly was the outfit's top wrangler, however, and he was still in the saddle when the bronc hit the ground. But then the buckskin started bucking in earnest, and three minutes later, Curly sailed over his head and landed near the fence of the corral. The bronc's gone for him. Use your rope. Right. The loop of the lariat settled over the buckskin's neck, and three of the cowboys pulled him away from Curly. Curly scrambled over the fence. Are you hurt, Curly? No, sir. Are you ready to get back on him? Not today, Jeff. I, I twisted my knee. Uh, somebody's got to show him he isn't the boss. How about you, Joe? Uh, I haven't got a chance. If Curly here can't handle uh, him. He's mean, Jeff. Well, I guess it's up to me to take the meanness out of him. No, I wouldn't if I were you. <laughs> so you think he's too much for the old man, eh? Oh, it isn't that. It 
matter so much if I get laid up. With you, it's different. You got some important business to attend. Homesteaders and Bronx are all the same to me. Grab a hold of him, boy. All right, boy, steady. The buckskin was held once more while Jeff mounted. Once more, he was given his head at Jeff's command. Let him go! Once more, the battle began. The buckskin leaped and twisted, reared and lashed out with hind feet, determined to rid himself of the hated burden on his back. Jeff was a big man, a heavy man, but he stuck to the saddle with easy grace. Now the bronc was beginning to tire. He gathered himself for one last frantic effort. He reared so high, so far back, that he lost his balance and crashed to the ground. Jeff fell beneath him. The bronc scrambled to his feet and raced away to the far side of the corral. Jeff lay motionless where he had fallen. The men ran to his side and carried him out of the corral and into the ranch house. Careful of that left arm. Looks like it's broke to me. Uh, Curly, hit his head mighty hard. You don't think... Oh, no, no, he's tough, Joe. I straight on him with the bed. Now, we, easy, we easy. shouldn't have let him. Uh, try to stop Jeff when he's made his mind up to do something. Uh, easy now. Oh, put him down easy. Uh, Joe, saddle up and get into town fast. Bring Jim back with you. Uh, Jim? You heard me. Jeff won't like that. You you know they've had a fight. It don't matter. He's the old man's son. What's more, he's a doctor. We got to have a doctor, don't we? Mm -hmm. Doc Parsons can set a broken bone. Ah, he's a veterinary. Maybe there's a lot more than an arm to fix, huh? But Jim... I'll take the responsibility. At a time like this, a man should have his son with him, no matter how much they fought. I get saddled and get into town fast. And so young Dr. Jim returned to the ranch house where he had been born and raised. While his father was still unconscious, he set the broken arm and two fractured ribs. The arm was placed in a splint and the ribs taped. Then Jim continued with his examination. When he finished, he breathed a sigh of relief. Ah. Will, he, will he be all right, Jim? Yes. There's no skull fracture, but he's going to have to stay right here for at least two or three days. The longer the better, Curly. You know what the old man's like, Jim. I'll wait until he comes to and lay down the law to him. <laughs> That's good. Uh, he's coming around now. Yeah. What are you doing here? This is a professional call, Dad. What's wrong with my arm? You broke it. Your arm and a couple of ribs. Oh, that crazy cayuse. I'd have had him settle down in another minute. You were going great, boss. Yeah. Did you bring the doctor out here? I sent Joe for him. What's the matter with poison? We didn't know how bad you were hurt. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe you think this proves you were right, Jim. Right about what, then? Being a pill pusher instead of a rancher. We're not going to start that argument again. You're going to lie here and take it easy for three days. That's an order. Yeah. Clear out of here, Curly. Sure thing, Jim. The trouble with you, Jim, is you have no pride. Now, we have different kinds of pride. You're my son. You're a cattleman. This ranch will go to you when I die. No matter what I've said, nothing will change that. I'm a doctor. This, this property is yours. You got a big stake in the future of the cattle industry. I know what you're trying to say. I have no pride because I'm friendly with the homesteaders. Because I'm just as much their doctor as yours. Yeah. 
They've got to be run out of the valley, Jim. Ah, they can't be. They will be. Dad, the government gave them their land. Let them try and keep it, Jim. You don't have to tell me what you're up to. I hear about everything that goes on in the valley. So do the homesteaders. They know you ranchers are going to try and run them out. Sure, they've been warned. When do you plan to do it? Well, it won't be tonight. No, because you've had an accident and you're the leader of the cattlemen. Doesn't it make you wonder a little, Dad, that with your plans all set, something like this should happen? Wonder? Wonder if you're right. I'm not superstitious. Neither am I. But I can't remember when you've been thrown by a bronc Well, look, the kinks in that bronc have nothing to do with right and wrong. Maybe not. But if it comes to a fight, I'll be on the homesteader side. Against me? Yes. Against yourself? No, I don't say it that way. You're the one who's... Yes, who's there? Curly. There's an Indian here that wants to talk with Jim. An Indian? He says his name is Tarno. I'll be right there. Now you got Indians as patients, huh? This one is a friend. Just like I said, no pride. I could change your mind about that, but I won't. Remember what I told you. Stay in bed. I'll drop in again tomorrow. Never mind. I'll be here. The Indians waiting outside. Thanks, Curly. See that Dad gets some broth. Right, Jim. Hello, Tonto. How? Mask friends say you come quick. Their homesteader wounded. Find him near Traveler Creek. Who, Tonto? Fellow named Sam Watson. Mary's father. Let's go. Tonto and the young doctor rode across the high rangeland to the canyon that led to the bottoms where the homesteaders lived. Near the lower end of the canyon, they could see a chestnut mare hitched to a buckboard grazing beside the trail. Near her was the great white stallion, Silver, while the lone ranger was kneeling beside a still figure lying in the grass. Tonto and Jim reined up. Howdy, Jim. Where did Tonto find you? I was out at Dad's ranch. He broke his arm this afternoon. Is Sam still alive? Yes. I bandaged the wound, but I think the bullet should be removed. I'll take a look. Any idea who did it? No, we found him crumpled up in the buckboard. He hasn't been able to tell us anything. Ah, he won't for a while. Uh, time to go look now. Try find tracks. That's a good idea. Ah, round, plenty soft. Could it have been anyone in your father's outfit, Jim? I don't see how. I've been at the ranch for the last two hours, and all his men were there. Oh. Besides, Dad wouldn't stand for anything like this. An open fight, yes. But dry gulching, no. I agree. He has his own code, and he lives up to it. Just stubborn. And wrong. Well, the ranchers won't go after the homesteaders without him, and he'll be in bed for the next three days. Well, what about Sam? You were right. The bullet must be removed. But I'd better get him home before I operate. I'll put him in the buckboard. Fine. And I'll hitch my horse on behind and drive. Do you want Toto and me to come with you? There's no need. I'll have plenty of help when I get there. I'd rather you try to find out who did this. We will. And it'll be dark before long. We better get started. I'll give you a hand. Good. With the unconscious Sam Watson lying in the buckboard, Jim drove on through the canyon. And Tonto pointed out the signs he had found in the soft ground to the Lone Ranger. Watson hit here, me think. Yes, the buckboard swerved off the trail. We look over there around Big Rock. Maybe that's where Killer hide. Plenty of cover for a man and a horse, anyway. Ah, King Wasabi, their cartridge. Mm. Forty-four. Ah. There are plenty of footprints. Let me look close. 
Do you think you can follow his trail? Oh, that easy. There's a crack in one horseshoe. Him right up through canyon. He has a long start on us, Kimasabi. Let's get going. Here, Scout. Here, Silver. Easy, big fellow. Easy, Scout. Easy. Come on, Silver. Come up, Scout. The trail the Lone Ranger and Tonto followed led them out of the canyon and then in a wide circle around the south boundary of the Rainy Ranch. It was getting dark when they reached the Bar B range, and at that moment, Todd Blanchard, the owner of the Bar B, pulled his mount to a halt in front of his home. His foreman, Burke Donner, was standing on the porch. Where have you been, boss? Over to see Rainy. Jake's inside, in your office. Well, he did it. Killed him? He isn't sure. It had made sure, but he heard some horses at the homesteaders end of the canyon. And you warned him not to let himself be seen. Well, it doesn't matter. Hello, Jake. I did it. I shot him. Nobody saw me. Not even Sam. Now, how do we make the homesteaders think that Jeff did it? We can't. But I thought that was your whole idea, boss. Make him loco mad so they'd go after him and lynch him. Well, it was. It was a good idea, too. With Jeff dead, I could buy his ranch for practically nothing. With the homesteaders guilty of lynching, we could get rid of them, too. Well, why don't we start the talk going around town, like you said? Because we can't make the homesteaders think Jeff was the one who shot Sam. Why not? Nobody saw me. It was an Indian that found Sam. He went looking for young Dr. Jim. And he found him taking care of Jeff. Taking care of him? Yeah, he broke his arm and a couple of ribs early this afternoon. He was in bed when Sam was shot. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. Jim will say his old man couldn't have done it, and the homesteaders will believe him. But if the old man should be killed tonight, they'd still be blamed. He's threatened them enough. I don't get you, boss. We're not going to leave it to anybody else. We're going to take care of Jeff ourselves. He's got a mighty tough crew. Yeah, they won't be anywhere near the ranch house. And Jeff's in bed, helpless. Now, listen. In about an hour, Bert, you're going to take a ride over to the rainy bunkhouse. Yeah? Tell Curly that a bunch of homesteaders are rustling their beef from the North Range. That's a long way from the ranch house, and Curly will take all... Hey, what's going on out in the corral? I don't know. Maybe a couple of men fixing to take a ride into town. Well, stop them. Their work isn't over for the day. Right. Hey. Uh... Hey, boss. It isn't any of your men out there. It's a masked man and an Indian. They're inside the corral. Horse thief, shoot him down. Hey, they're getting mounted. Shoot to kill. <laughs> The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
to continue our story. When the Lone Ranger and Toto were discovered in the Barbie Corral and Todd and Bert opened fire on them, they vaulted the fence, and once in the saddle, Silver and Scout's great speed soon carried them out of danger. But they reined up less than half a mile away in the cover of a small woods. Hold Silver! Hold Easy, Easy, big fella. You better wait here, Toto. Uh, Anyone mounts that gray with a white star and rides away, follow him. Toto, do that. You can mark the trail you take so we can follow it. If nobody ride on gray, away on gray horse, Toto, stay here, huh? Right. I'll be back, but I can't tell you when. A sheriff in Clarksville, that 50 miles. I know, but he may have a deputy closer. You ask, doctor? He's our only friend in the valley. I'll stop at his house first. Adios. Adios. The Lone Ranger raced across the rangeland, past the canyon that led to the flats and on to town. In less than half an hour, he pulled up in front of Dr. Jim's little white house on the outskirts. Oh, Silver, oh boy, easy, steady, big fella. Coming. It's you. Come in. Oh, thanks. How's Sam? He'll pull through. His daughter Mary's a fine nurse. She'll give him the best of care. What'd you find out? We trailed the man who fired the shot. Where? To the Barbie. Blanchard's outfit. I should have guessed it was one of that crew. Any idea which one? We know his horse. His left front shoe had a crack in it. It left a mark every step he took. We went right into the Bar B Corral and found him. A gray, Jim. A gray with a white star and one white stocking. You know who owns him? A big horse. About 16 hands. Yes, I do. He belongs to Jake Marvin. Well, if Jake was riding him this afternoon, he's the man who shot Watson. Does the sheriff have a deputy in this part of the county? Two of them. Ranchers, I suppose. Dad's one of them. He can't help much tonight. Jake should be questioned right away. The other one's Curly, Dad's foreman. We better go and get him. You don't think he'll refuse to go after another cowhand? He's a deputy. Yes, but from what you've told me, both he and your father mean to break the law and raid the homesteaders. Ah, gulching's different. I'll have a talk with Dad. Let's go. Good. Lone Ranger and Dr. Jim headed straight for the Rainy Ranch. As they neared it, they could see that the bunkhouse was dark. No one seems to be up. The crew turns in early. There's a light in the ranch house, though. Curly may be with Dad. Get up there. A few minutes later, they reined up. Hold it, hold it. I'll wait out here, Jim. Right. It's Jim, Dad. Uh, I'm back to check up on you. Well, I haven't been out of here. Good. You know that Sam Watson was shot this afternoon, don't you? Yeah. What did you think of it? I thought it was a dirty, low, sneaking trick at the time. Now I've changed my mind. Why should you? Aren't you the man who taught me that a dry gulcher was the worst kind of coward there was? I haven't changed my mind about that. That's all I wanted to hear. It was a cattleman who did it. Hey. I don't believe it. It's true. You'll have to show me proof. Well, I can't do that. But I have the word of a man that even you wouldn't argue with. Yeah, who? A man who wears a mask. Yeah, not long. No. A man who rides a white horse named Silver. A man who uses silver bullets yeah. in his gun. A man who's done more for more people than anyone else in the West. Yeah, you're talking about the Lone Ranger. Of course I am. Where did you ever get to know him? I met him a long time ago on my way back east to school. I was hungry and broke, and he not only gave me food, but when he found out where I was going and what I wanted to do, well, 
Well, it's because of him that I made it. I can thank the Lone Ranger that I'm a doctor today. Well, does he know anything about Sam Watson being shot? He's here, here in the valley. We're leaping cactus. I sent for him when I saw the kind of trouble we were heading for. It was he who found Sam this afternoon. And afterwards, it was he and Tonto who trailed the man who fired the shot. Who? Somebody who rode a gray horse with a white star. Either Jake Marvin or somebody else at the Barbie that was riding his horse. Jake Marvin. Where's Curly, Dad? He's a deputy. He's got to do something about it. Uh, he's gone. What? Curly and all the boys. Bert Donner came riding in here with his horse all the lather and said there was a bunch of homesteaders rustling cattle off the North Range. No. Here, I'll be right with you. Mister, I've got bad news. Curly and all Dad's men have gone after some rustlers up north. I have some bad news for you. What? Tyler's been watching the bar B. That's right. Jake Marvin's got away. No, tell him, Kimosabe. Well, first me see one fellow mount up. Ride over this way. Him not ride, gray horse. Wait a minute. What kind of a horse was he riding? It paint. Bert Donner. Mister, he's the one who came here with a story about the rustlers up north. Um, maybe so. Well, him come back to Bar B. Pretty soon all men come out from Ranch House, and all men wear masks on face. I wonder... Oh, wait, listen. Tonto ride to Ridge, where him can see which way men go. He saw me waiting down here. Ah. When he saw the Barbie crew starting in this direction, he rode down to warn me. That's right. Them come over Ridge pretty soon now. Masked, you say. And Bert Donner couldn't have seen any rustlers. He wanted to get rid of Dad's crew. They think Dad's here alone. I think they're coming after him. Why? Todd Blanchard's always wanted this ranch. I'm beginning to get the idea. If Blanchard were responsible for Sam being shot, and your father were to be killed the same night, the law would link the two events together. The homesteaders would be blamed. Somehow we've got to get Curly and the boys back here. Dad can't be moved. How far is the North Range? Over ten miles. Uh, There's closer help. Have you told Mary Watson anything about my being here? Of course. She knows it was you who found her father. I'm heading through the canyon to get the homesteaders. You and Tonto stay here, Jim. This house is well built to stand off an attack. Them come now. You're too late. You can't make a getaway. I can try. The Lone Ranger ran across the porch and down the steps. He leaped into the saddle as the Barbie crew swept down the ridge toward the house. Oh, Silver! Silver leaped forward. The tone of his master's voice, his touch on the reins, were enough to make the great stallion realize that he must give his best. His muscles, steel wire beneath the satin smoothness of his coat, responded willingly. His silver shod hoofs spurned the ground, a silver flash in the moonlight. He raced on and away across the level ground toward the canyon. The shouts and the shooting faded into the distance, and still he maintained his magnificent burst of speed. On through the canyon to the flats beyond, where the lights of the homesteader's cabin shone through the night. And at last, his master's command. Oh, Silver, oh, easy, boy. Steady now. Good work, Silver. You've never run faster. You're mad. Mary, Jim's spoken to you about me. You? You're really the man I'm his friend, and I'm your friend, too. Jim and his father need your help. His father? Jeff Rainey hates me and all the rest of us here on the flat. You can change all that if you want to. Right now, Todd Blanchard and his crew are attacking the Rainey Ranch. What? Jim and his father and Tonto are all alone there. We must get help to them. You are asking me I'm to... asking you to ride with me to every one of the cabins on the flats. To persuade every man to come back with me through the canyon. Oh, they'll do anything to help, Jim. I'm ready.
At the Rainy Ranch house, the first attack had been driven off. Todd Blanchard and his men dismounted out of range, and the rancher issued new orders to his men. We'll crawl along the ground until we get to the house. I don't know who or how many are inside there with Jeff. Every one of them has got to be killed. We can't leave any witnesses. Don't worry, boss. All right, get going. Come on. As the men hit the ground and started closing in on the house, the Lone Ranger had rallied the homesteaders at the far end of the canyon. Now, men, I know that most of you are following me because of Jim. But you all feel that Jeff is your worst enemy. He isn't that, believe me. He's stubborn and he's wrong. But he's a fair man at heart. You can prove to him tonight that you're good neighbors, the kind of men who make good friends. When he realizes that, he'll know that he's been short-sighted and selfish, and there'll be an end to your misunderstandings in the valley. Now, are you with me? All right, come on then, follow me. Inside the ranch house, Jim and Tonto watched the slow progress of the Bar B men. They moved from window to window, firing whenever they saw the slightest movement in the deep grass. Even Jeff had taken his place at one of the windows. That more than 50 yards away now. They'll have to stand up to rush the place. I think we're done for. Uh, the masked man's gone for help. He should have gone for my boys. You'll get no help from those cowardly homesteaders. If he does, will you change your mind about them? No chance. At least you'll admit now that being a cattleman doesn't make you perfect. I'd like to get one shot at Blanchard. <laughs> will you load this gun for me again, Jim? Sure, right with you. Be any second now. That right. Men, plenty close. You'll get down fighting anyway, son. Yes, thanks. Better get back to your pools. They're going to charge. No, that's not true. Men see Lone Ranger and men from Plant. He's right, Dad. Will you look at him? The homesteaders riding straight toward us. But Blanchard's men are shooting at him and they don't give a hoot. I told you they were good men. Well, come on, let's lend a hand. With the Lone Ranger in the lead, the men from the flats charged down on the Barbie crew. The pipe was hot and heavy for a few minutes, but the cattlemen dismounted soon realized their choice was either death or surrender. They cried out for mercy. Every one of them, many of them wounded, were rounded up, and Jeff, acting as a deputy sheriff, placed them all under arrest. The homesteaders offered to act as their guard during the ride to Clarksville, and a few hours later, the ranch house had settled down to a normal quiet. Jim and Mary Watson stood beside Jeff's bed. Dad, uh, I'd like you to tell Mary what you told me. (coughs) Well, child, all I said was that I'd been mighty wrong about your pa and your friends. They're the best neighbors a man could have. Thank you, sir. And and am I guessing wrong now, or am I going to have a homesteader for more than a neighbor? (laughs) This time you're right. Well, since there isn't going to be any war in the valley, let's have the wedding right away. (laughs) We will. You know, I'm only sorry about one thing, Jim. What's that? That he's gone. The man who straightened everything out for us. Uh, He'll be back if we ever need him again. We can always count on the Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created and produced by George W. Trendle, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. <laughs> <laughs>